Welcome to the Powerplay Team Previews, a short series in which a guest and myself are looking ahead to the men's 2021 cycling road season by zooming in on the team's transfers, expectations and some surprises. And as with the other episodes, I'm joined by someone who has far more knowledge of that team than I do. And he is back again. It's Juri Einzer of Wielerflits.nl. Thanks, Juri. Welcome back. And you're becoming a regular now. Yeah, thanks, uh, Rob. But don't underestimate yourself. You know uh, quite a lot about cycling yourself, too. So that's uh, thanks for the honor, but don't underestimate yourself. And uh, yeah, uh, also, uh, again, uh, yeah, uh, nice to be here. Maybe uh, people will recognize my voice uh, by now, but uh, yeah, uh, we have a nice team to uh, to look uh, look up at uh, this episode. Yeah, definitely, because we're looking at Team Day SM, and they've coming off. I don't know. I always think there is no such team as which the mood with the audience changes as much as it does with Team Day SM, from being hated to being loved, being hated, being loved. It just goes up and down. Dumoulin left, and they were hated, and then they opened the season. Everyone loved how they rode with uh, in Paris Nice. Um, with Benoit, with Quark Anderson. And then the announcement came that Matthews was not going to the Tour de France. Everyone's like, what's happening here? Then the public fell in love with them again with Mark Hirschi and Sönkar Anderson with the Tour victories, especially how they were riding. And then, uh, yeah, at the end, Kelderman left. And the Giro d'Italia, that, that sort of like dubious decision. And then at the end, when the season was basically already done, then suddenly Hirschi left as well. And now... I'm not sure what the feelings are at the moment about Team DSM again with the public, but I'm not sure it's really positive. What, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's also one with with a big mix, uh, mixed feelings. Like you said, uh, uh, it's a team you love or you hate, or uh, one time you hate it, one time you love it. But um, yeah, it's like um, uh, it's like getting normal with this team. Like um, if if riders grow to a certain level and the actions of those riders don't match the same expectations of the team again they will leave uh, so yeah it's it's quite uh, extraordinary what happens every time with, with Team Sumap or what's now called Team DSM but I'll ask you one question Rob um, of course a lot of riders left in the few, or in the in the past like the likes of, of Warren Barguil, Marcel Kittel uh, John Degenkolb uh, Tom Dumoulin of course now here she again uh, Bling Matthews again but Rob for you the question was the team lacking in performance after those big names left the team they never did it's always that they seem to make so, up for it and I think it's one of the things that's really interesting it's sort of like their way or the highway but in the end their way is working and they continue to develop talent uh, people keep coming through they keep getting results and you got to sort of I'm I'm probably one of the guys who is more like on the fan side of, of Team DSM because uh, mm-hmm. I, I applaud the vision and I applaud what's going on there and how they keep producing it. And um, yeah, maybe it's, uh, yeah, you got to like it, like we said, like to love it. But yeah, it's it's impressive. Yeah, but it's impressive. And, and that's the thing what I admire about Ivan Sprekebrink. Uh, I had a lot of criticism last year of, of the the, the selection of the Tour de France because yeah you were it was in the a very yeah because uh, because it was like a very um, unexperienced and young team uh, what was on 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 the paper for the tour but on the other hand all the other teams in the world thought okay in this COVID season it's really important that we give uh, we we play all or nothing in the Tour de France and uh, Ivan Sprekenbink thought okay, 
okay, well, if everyone does it that way, I'm not going to do it that way. And we will put uh, uh, our arrows at, uh, at the Giro d'Italia, which was, of course, uh, yeah, a very good decision because uh, Jai Hindley and, and Wilco ending up second and third in the GC, of course, uh, which was a great result. Um, was it? And, and now... Sorry? Was it? Yeah, was, was, well, it the, I think, was it the best result as well? Or? I don't think it was the best result afterwards, but if you ask me before the Giro, uh, Team Sunweb will end up second and third on the GC. I said, well, okay, that would be a very good uh, uh, result for Wilco Kelderman, yeah. but you're mad because there's no other rider in that team which I think is capable of, of getting the podium in a Grand Tour. So... Um, yeah, afterwards, it wasn't maybe the best result because they could have won the Giro. But before the Giro, I would 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 have said you were crazy if you said they will get two riders on the on the podium in Milan. So they did a did a great job last year. And um, yeah, uh, also again with with Matthews leaving, that was okay. Uh, you can see that happening uh, within within miles, like when he was not selected for the tour, um, he was a little bit uh, unsatisfied, which is, I think, Year before already as well. Yeah, and so I, I that was one I think, okay, Matthews is, is the next one to leave. And, and then uh, I had this interview with Mark Hirschi at the beginning of December, which he was like, uh, yeah, looking looking ahead of to, uh, 2021 with, with, with a lot of expectations. And then all of a sudden, exactly one month after our interview he said well i'm gone i'm going to uea emirates which we will uh, talk about uh, soon but it's like again two two top riders leaving so yeah it's interesting to see how Ivan Spekenbrink will manage that in 2021 but on the other hand all the other uh yeah um uh transfers were uh, who were yeah uh, likewise like he or she and matthews who left maybe a little bit unsatisfied, didn't uh, turn out to be bad uh, decisions. So I'm very curious to see what uh, what 2021 will bring for Team DSM. Yeah, and having a look, uh, we talked about those outgoing transfers. Let's put them up on the screen. And I'm just realizing now, because I took the screenshot of the 2020 transfers going out, uh, it doesn't even show Mike Hirschi, because that was, uh, I think, already maybe in, uh, in 2021. Yeah, the first um, January. So what we see here is uh, Matthew Skelderman, Oma, and uh, Robert Bauer, uh, who also left. And yeah, which for me personally, always was a big fan of Robert Bauer, but just hasn't developed into the rider that we thought he maybe could be over there. Um, so for you, biggest loss, Wilco Kelderman in this one? Yeah, I think so. But on the other hand, um, I think there's maybe, the, <laughs> sorry to say that to you, Rob, but the, the only rider who I think is replaceable on the on the on the foresight is is Robert Power, who's I, I agree with you is uh, was a was a great talent, but had this uh, this rare disease in his first pro yeah. season, uh, which uh, which lacked him to to I think become the rider that he could be because in the in the youth ranks he was absolutely astonishing, of um, uh, extraordinary and astonishing. That was the two words I mixed up there. But uh, yeah, he, he is now a super domestic, of course, a very, a very good rider. But I think there are more riders in the peloton who can do the same job as, as Rob uh, does nowadays. Yeah. But on the other hand, the uh, departure of, of Sam Omen, Wilco Kelderman, Michael Matthews and Mark Hirschi that were the, the maybe the, the, from the best five riders they got, or I, uh, I count Søren uh, Kreans and and Benoit to that too. Uh, you've got the six, uh, six best riders of the team 
uh, four of them left. Yeah. So, yeah, huge losses for them. But like we said, they always seem to be able to replace them. So let's have a look. Maybe one of those riders is in the incoming riders. Uh, let's put those up on the screen. Biggest name coming in, Romain Bardet. Uh, they've got Marco Brenner coming in, Andreas Leknesund, Niklas Merkel, uh, Romain Cobo, and Kevin Vermaken. Um, again, really young, talented riders. And then sort of almost a bit of a surprise that a rider like Bardet, who uh, basically an arrived, maybe star as we can call him, at least in France, it definitely is, yeah. um, coming into this team. Yeah, quite... Uh quite a surprise because uh, I think Romain is uh, is one of uh, yeah one of the best riders in the world uh, really underestimated um, got his podium spots on, on the Tour de France of course uh, also took a very uh, nice uh, bronze medal in the uh, road race in the world championships uh, in 2018 in Innsbruck and it's a very uh, tough course over there um, uh, also what was pretty surprising for me because Romain is, is a very thin uh, and light climber, a really pure climber. Uh, but he did manage to uh, to end up 25th in his first uh, Tour of Flanders last year. Uh, and he also will tackle uh, those races again this year. This was a, quite a surprise for me. But on the other hand, it also shows his capability as a bike rider. It's, it's just a really good bike rider without maybe uh, um, a really really top weapon like a, a great time trial or a great punch or a great sprint uh, obviously he is a great climber but there are more climbers of his uh, yeah of his, uh, his status in the in the peloton but yeah a great rider and also what you said quite a surprise that he was a french guy leading one of the best french teams in the world tour uh, a half god in france now leaving for a team that uh, yeah that doesn't uh, aim for GCs in uh, in uh, uh, the Grand Tours next year so, so, so yeah, how can he grow so how can he grow as a rider at the at DSM well I think that the DSM uh, will uh, try to get the maximum out of uh, out of uh, he's a very capable rider got a, got a lot of qualities and I think they want to uh, yeah want to see where he can get uh, by giving him a free role in races that maybe um, yeah doesn't suit him really well because I think uh, but there is able of, of, of doing good results in, in, for example, the Tour of Lombardy or Liège-Baston-Liège. Uh, and I think uh, Team DSM is going to try to give him freedom to uh, maybe, um, yeah, uh, get into races he never done before because he has always that uh, regime in France to do Critérium du Dauphiné, to do Tour de France, uh, that sort of races. And now he can do a, a completely other program and, uh, yeah, um, uh, can see where his limits are in other races. So I think that's very interesting to see how that uh, that will uh, will go on uh, in 2021. Yeah, and I think if we look at the rest of this roster, there's a lot of interesting names that we can wonder sort of like how how are they going to develop? Uh, maybe we already saw Surkar Andersen developing really into one of those strong, probably African uh, classics riders. Already said himself, he might his engine might need to grow a little bit. Uh, one of the riders I want to touch on is is uh, Tish Benoit because um, which way is this going to go? Is this going into a classic ride development or is it going to be a GC development? What, what have you heard about that? What are they aiming for for next season? Well, for next season, he's going to have a little bit more freedom in the GCs just to to uh, yeah to search his limits uh, in those races. But uh, his main focus will be on the classics again. 
Um, but the long-term goal is, is to to develop Tish into a yeah into a great uh, GC rider, which I have to see because uh, yeah he has a good time trial. He's a he's a good climber, but he's not the best time trialist. He's not the best climber, and yeah, um, I don't see him uh, getting into the 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 yeah the high mountains with the very best of the world, and I don't see him winning time trials with with the best of the world. So. It's an ambitious aim for him to to develop into a GC rider. Uh, on the other hand, he has the capabilities to do well in the one-day races or in, in races like the Tour of Switzerland or Criterium du Dauphiné. Um, but yeah, that's not. Of course, if you win such a race, it's it's great and it's it's really impressive and it's nice for your palmarès. But yeah, if if you want to be the best in the world, in my opinion, you need to to uh, yeah to contend in the in the GCs of the Grand Tours uh, or the the big classics and monuments. And I think that Tish, with his capabilities, could better um, yeah concentrate on on the on the classics part and and not particularly on the on the GCs in the in the in the Grand Tours or in the in the week uh, one week uh, races. Um. I'm looking again at this roster and there's just so many rides that I think that we could talk about in terms of what the development is, is going to be. Uh, looking at Case Ball, who's obviously still developing as a sprinter, is getting better and better. I reckon same for Dainese. Um, a couple of young climbers in there. Arendsman from Ilan van Wilder. Uh, I'll leave it up to you to pick now one talent which you think this is one we should talk about. Um, well, I, it's very, I'm very interesting to see what, uh, what Jai Hindley is going to do this season because the team objective is, uh, had to go for, uh, stage results in the Grand Tours, uh, to be, to have an attractive, uh, race style again. On the other hand, I talked to Jay also, uh, to Jai also, um, mid-December, I think, still have to publish that interview, but he said, well, um, it's nice that the team is, is going to, to hunt on stage wins, but... I want to uh, tackle the GCs and I want to uh, go for a, for a good GC. So uh, very interesting how this will develop. But if I have to pick one rider who will, uh, yeah, blow up people's mind this season, that will be uh, for me without a doubt Andreas Lechnersund, yes. the young Norwegian rider. <laughs> I was hoping you're gonna name him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's. I think he's one of the the big stars for the future. Um, is is absolutely. Yeah, uh, stunning talent, and I think uh, he is capable of doing things uh, uh, in his in his first or second pro year. Um, actually, he is second pro year because he was uh, making his debut in the pro ranks last year with with Uno X, the new Norwegian development team. Uh, but for me, his his season actually starts or his pro season uh, pro career uh, starts now. With, with I'm pretty convinced he could do the same. Uh, like, for example, Egan Bernal and Tadej Pogacar did in their first two seasons as a pro. He is wow. he is that talent. This I think I think he can do uh, likewise results like uh, like those two. Uh, yeah, what now are big stars, but two or three years ago were also big talents like Lechnesund now is. And how does the team see that this year? What what what's their objective with them with him this year? Uh, well, it's it's pretty unclear because that's Keeping also. Yeah, that's also one of the uh, strategies of uh, of Team DSM and, and in the future, uh, in the past, uh, Team uh, Sunweb, 
uh, also trying to uh, to keep the ambitions or the ambitions high, but not speaking them out uh, widely with uh, with the rest of the world. But I think they know how talented uh, Lagnesund is, and and yeah, um, lacking a, a, a top rider or maybe not the top names in this uh, this selection of this team will uh, give uh, those young riders like. For example, Arendsman, also Ilan van Wilder, but definitely also Andreas Lechnesund uh, and perhaps even Marco Brenner to already show themselves in the in the biggest races of uh, of this year because they have um, the uh, yeah the the there is no uh, top rider or, or leader in the team they have to ride for so they have uh, they will get a lot of chances and yeah for me Lechnesund uh, this season we will already hear uh, hear from him in uh, in one of the big races I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, good to hear. Um, I'm happy I drafted him in one of my fantasy squads then for this year already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that will be a very good pick for you. And I think maybe not 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 directly in one of the Grand Tours. Maybe he could, but I think in in in, in races like the Tour of Switzerland or Romandie, he uh, he could surprise with uh, with a top result. And if I'm speaking of a top result, he can can be in the top five of those races already. And wow. yeah, why not? Uh, maybe he's tackling the Vuelta and and. Uh, a lot of riders, yeah, that's the last Grand Tour. Maybe it's not the the, the main goal for for most riders, but I think, uh, for example, the the things that Wawa Almeida showed in, in the Giro last season, yeah. I think that Andreas Lechnesund is capable of doing uh, likewise uh, results in, uh, for example, the Giro. Or, but I think he will do the Vuelta and 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 show himself over there and be in the top 10 or maybe even the top five of a, of a Grand Tour in his first pro year with uh, Team DSM. Oh, wow. Okay, time to wrap it up, this Team DSM preview. <laughs> uh, we could talk about it for ages, like we said, but I've got one yeah. more question. What's the biggest win that Team DSM is going to get this season? Um, Niels Eikhoff winning Gent-Wevelgem. That's a really nice prediction. I'll rate that one. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Make that one. Um, and, uh, what, he will do well this season also. Okay. De- developing in a really strong classics rider, I yeah. think, which he showed uh, already yeah, early on in his career and definitely also in the latter part from uh, from last season, how strong he's getting. So, all right. Niels Eikhoff to win uh, Gent Weverum. We're going to see it. All yeah. right. We're going to wrap it up for the Team DSM preview. Thanks again, Yuri. Uh, you keep surprising us with your knowledge. So keep it up because we've got one more to do together and we're going to dive into that uh, almost straight after this one. But people, make sure you f- give Yuri a follow at Yuri underscore Einsen and follow his work on Wheel of Flits. And obviously, uh, make sure you like, share and subscribe to the Powerplay YouTube channel for more, for more of this content. So stay tuned and see you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.